is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023, and you're listening to episode number 25 of This Ain't Iowa, Volume 2. foremost let me actually just turn the ringer on my phone off i've learned this uh throughout the years tony there nothing will dry up a lady's pussy faster than an android beeping that text messages come through yeah i don't care for samsung products that apple keeps them moist <laughs> they sure do uh <laughs> listen uh, welcome thanks for listening everybody by the way welcome to the show uh tony i a few things i really want to get to today but first and foremost can we discuss we're recording about an hour earlier than normal so yeah, you, you appear to have hijacked my morning. You appear to have. I mean, I was gonna say it looks like you have a white Russian, but if it's the morning, are you eating milk and cookies? What exactly is this snack that yes. we, we have in front of us? It's an adult milk and cookies. We've got a fruit-based biscuit because apparently they're low GI, um, and this is called brew coffee. The way everybody should start their morning. Oh. Brew coffee, yeah. That, that makes more sense than you're just crushing a white Russian at uh, whatever, 10 in the morning or whatever it is. What time is it over there? Uh, 10.46, so you weren't far away. 46, and of course it's tomorrow. Everybody knows how time travel works. Yes. Um, listen, I, uh, I have, I'm drinking an adult beverage for real because that's, uh, that's how I get through my evenings. Um, let's just kind of chat real quick, you and I. We haven't caught up in a bit. How have you been? Anything new? Anything exciting happening in your world? Nothing new and exciting, but this is like the 22nd anniversary of you moving to New York, isn't it? Or close to it? Very close. Yeah, I, I of course, moved to New York uh, like a genius on August 6th, 2001. Uh, got, uh, got a, my thought, of course, was going to be I was going to be a very famous comedian within a couple of months. And then uh, once the very small nest egg of money I had put together uh, didn't last, which less than two months i got a job i got a job working at a bank my first day of work was uh september 10th 2001 and day two was a real bitch <laughs> uh so yeah that's uh i always think about it on this day that was a fucked up day uh and uh you know listen we're uh we'll, you know who we'll i think about from on, it but. on today it's um the dude off the leagues is it steve renazizi Steve Renazizi, yeah, the guy who uh, somehow got – that was, by the way, one of the weirdest quote-unquote celebrity scandals I've ever heard. First off, he wasn't that big of a celebrity. Like, the league's a good show. I watched yeah, it. But watched it's it. like, you know, no one was, was an enormous star on no. the league. Even now, like, most of those guys are known, but none yeah. of them are particularly famous. Uh, but the fact that he went on a podcast and somehow, in his words, just kind of – or not even a podcast, like trying to fit in with other comics, told some lie that he was in the second tower on 9-11. In the basement like, what? of the second tower as a cleaner. What kind of a fucking lie is that? That's the dumbest <laughs> lie I've ever heard. Listen, I was in Queens, and I still, I, I gladly tell anybody who asks exactly <laughs> where I was, and they still think it's fucking scary because I was at least... Within a you know the ten miles of you know as the crow flies ten miles of of the fucking uh, towers, uh, somehow you're gonna show off by being like yeah they ever tell you I was involved in a terrorist attack is the fucking weirdest lie, yep I've ever heard and then he had to go on an apology tour and you know what it didn't make a fucking difference one way or another he has no I maintain he was probably slightly more famous because he told that lie yep a little bit. And then he landed exactly where he would have been had nothing happened, which is, you know, whatever. Maybe a few people have heard of him. Maybe some haven't. That's basically where we are. Uh, yeah, yeah. What a, what, a great, what a great line. It just shows, again, that can cancel culture is not real. Unless you're a rapist, cancel culture doesn't exist. 
okay, Danny Masterson, Bill Cosby, they're probably cancelled at this point. Probably no coming back with their careers. But everybody else, yeah, you jerk off in a pot plant, you're fine. Well, again, let's the thing I always say when people complain about cancel culture is uh, do different things. If if you're pulling out your dick, if your dick's involved in your in your thing, all right, there's a good chance you're in trouble. Although Louis is killing it, dude won a yeah. Grammy last year. Um, but uh, but other than that, like, okay, so what? You say something and people get mad, and then in two days somebody says something and then they get mad at that person. Like, it's fine. You're not. Most of the people that you think are cancelled are not cancelled. Roseanne no. is cancelled because she's a fucking lunatic. Well, but she's not cancelled. She's found her grift audience on Fox News. They put out That's her true, latest special. So she's doing great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we, we don't need to go down that road. What I'm gonna <laughs> talk to, to about is uh, I actually wanted to start by just saying, fucking good was Brant last week. The dude is a legend. He's like he lives a life kind of like. Um, our intro songwriter, Jack Shit, Jack Johnson. But Jack kind of doesn't deliver on an interview. But Brant, every fucking time, you just you just leave him airspace. He'll fill it with something that's gold. He is an absolute genius. And, and he's, he's one of those guys too. And you know how you know how good he was? Because his audio was a little bit fucked up. It was very crackly when he talked. Not one person gave a shit. No. What he was saying was so good, nobody even gave a shit that his Not audio was me. a little bit weird. When Phobes', when Phobes audio went bad, the <laughs> world was furious. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you, yeah, well, that's not surprising. Let's look at Phobes' content versus Brandt. Who would I rather hear from? <laughs> who is an open uh, book that is actually entertaining and who is an open book that overshares and, yeah. Uh, here, here's the, the things that I love about Brandt. First off is, you're exactly right. Like, he does not give a fuck. He will tell you, na- he'll say names. He, he prefaced at least two stories with, I think this guy would be mad if I told you about that, but Tom Zakura almost bought a watch that was a quarter million dollars. Like, he, he doesn't care. He, he knows. He registers yeah. that maybe it's not a smart thing to do, and then he's just like, whatever, I'm going to do it. Uh, and, uh, and, it's, and it's incredible. Uh, so that's part of it. Uh, the, the second thing is he's there if there I shouldn't say if there was such a thing as just being a podcast guest, because there is lots of people are essentially making a career out of being podcast guests. Yep. They're missing out with not hiring Brant to do it uh, because he is the best podcast guest. He's got a million stories of the top hundred stories. I know 80 of them are Brant's. Uh, he also has the. He's also, by the way, just and he's done much bigger podcasts than us, and, and and knows a lot more famous people than me, and all kinds of stuff. But he is so. He's got that gift. Troy had this a little bit as well, where he. You almost don't realize, like how how could he possibly be this friends with this many people? Like I remember. And uh, this is a little bit of a digression, but when I went to Troy's uh, funeral, um, you know, there were all these different, at least four or five different people talked about Troy being their best friend. And then there were groups of people that knew Troy from like his school friends. And there were groups of people, obviously, that were like his college friends. And then there were his football friends. And then there were his online gaming friends. And uh, I just remember thinking to myself, like, he and I, you know, we weren't close towards towards the end of his passing, but when he and I were, were really close, and, and I did consider him probably my best friend, we hung out all the fucking time. Yep. I just remember thinking to myself, like, well, when is when was he hanging out with these other people? <laughs> I feel like that was, like, this talent. Like, he just, whatever. He, he, he somehow managed to have time for everybody. Brant is kind of like that. Like, there are probably a hundred people that think Brant Tobler is their best friend. Because he just has that ability. He always has time for you. He'll always, like, you know, he's, you know, he and I had, you know, we text, you know, occasionally, but we hadn't actually spoken. I mean, I think I went to see him, like, I don't know, four or five years ago he was in town doing stand-up. That was the last time I saw him and the last time we actually spoke, spoke. Yep. Uh, and then we get on and it's just like, oh, yeah, like, everything's great. We loved each other. You know, it wasn't weird or awkward. He just has this unbelievable ability and he has it with everybody that he speaks to. Yeah, it's it's an amazing gift to make you feel as though you're the centre of his world, even if 
he's the one telling the story. It's an amazing gift that very few people actually have. And that's something that Troy had as well. He was able to give you an into his story and make you feel a part of his story as well. And that's what we're really talking about is it's not going around and, and giving out handshakes and, and being sort of an every person and changing your personality because these two guys don't change their personalities. Uh, they are who they are. And all the time, yeah, that that's actually a great point. is the thing that is able to adapt to other environments rather than them adapting to other environments like most of us have to do. No, it was, uh, it was great. It was great catching up with him. And the other thing that he does, and uh, he certainly doesn't owe anything to me, but he always like makes a point of saying that like we were the first podcast to ever put him on. The first podcast he was ever on ever in history was Awkward Silence. Yep. And TAI was, I think, the second podcast he had ever been on in his entire life. And he always makes a point of saying that, even though he has, you know, certainly surpassed uh, everything, you know, uh, from our little show. Like, he he will always, he already told me, he's like, you tell me the day. Like, just, you know, two weeks in advance, I'll just, I'll make sure I don't have a show that night and I'll be on your show again. So, and he will be on again because I literally, I mean, I got to maybe half the stuff I really wanted to talk to him about. But when that dude starts going into a story, you just sit back and you let him do what he does. I will interrupt and fucking freight train anybody on this show. I will hijack your story and tell it. But when he talks, I will sit back from the mic and just let a guy who really knows what the fuck he's doing tell that story. And he's the best. He's he's the best. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. I... To me, there's, there's been a handful of people that you've interviewed that are like that, that can just tell a story. Um, and, of course, Ron Shock, you interviewed at one stage, didn't you? Was behind the bus? Awkward or, silence. Or awkward yeah. silence. And he was another guy, perhaps more known for that style of stand-up, but another guy that you wouldn't interrupt because nothing that you can add to the conversation is actually going to bring that conversation up in any any sort of entertainment value really agree uh so anyway a big thank you to brant and uh yeah he and i already chatted he's uh, he's going to be back on very very soon uh, i still want to hear about i mean this dude has somehow gotten into more sporting events for free including a super bowl including game six of this uh of the stanley cup finals like it's just it's remarkable and yeah. uh i i know 10 years ago it was a little bit easier to do still fucking doing it and so we didn't even get into that we didn't even get into some of his deeper gambling stories so we uh i even wanted to get into stand-up a little bit more with him you know that was the other thing it was great to kind of talk stand-up again i had uh i think it was y2k sent me a uh text after that after he listened he's like brant seriously makes 50 dollars doing a show and i'm like that's why this job is fucking garbage that's why it doesn't make sense to be a comedian unless you happen to like crack that like that rarefied air at the, at the very very top you have to love it deep deep within your soul i loved it deep deep within my soul for a long time and uh and then stepping back i realized i could not i could not at this age do that life the way he is living right now i couldn't do it and yeah. i hear his stories and like in a way sometimes i feel jealous i mean the dude wakes up uh, you know, he kicks whatever girl he just fucked out of his bed, and then he goes plays pickleball for four hours, and then he comes home, and then he goes and, uh, you know, does a buddy's podcast, and then uh, he goes out that night and, and, you know, whatever, crushes at some... So it sounds amazing. Got every famous comedian's number in his phone. Like, it's it, it seems great, but the reality is it's it's just... It's not an easy life. It's a hard fucking life. Yeah, yeah there's a high when you open for Tom Segura, and he gives you $2,500 for a weekend, and, you know, to, to open for him in, in some gorgeous theater. But yeah, then the night you get home, you go to a bar show, you eat a bag of shit, nobody thinks you're funny, and you get $50 for your trouble. It's it's a, it's a hard life, man. It's uh, And the older you get, the worse it gets. But, I, you know, I, he, he he's probably going to be a lifer. He's, yeah. know, something crazy happened. Uh, but that's when you guys were talking about how you don't need to be broken to be a good stand-up. And that's where I disagree with you. I, I do think you need to be broken to be a good stand-up. You don't need to be broken to be funny, but to chase the life is where you need to be broken. There need to be issues there to go out and chase something like a drug addict. Like that is pure drug addict behaviour. It's, it's, it's about searching for those peaks and living your not life 95% in squalor. 
because, and I don't mean just in a money sense, but an emotional sense and social sense. Uh, and that's why I think you have to be broken to be a stand-up comedian, uh, at least in the early days. Once you get famous, of course you can get therapy and you can still be funny. It's hilarious that the guy who once tried to kill his dad by poisoning a Jamba Juice smoothie is like, you don't have to be fucked up to be a comic. I'm like, you almost committed murder. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the Jamba about. Juice. I, I knew he had a tenuous relationship. <laughs> every, every story is like, you know, yep. insane. I think that was the first uh, so, one he ever told as well on, on, all, it's, on our podcast, yeah. On Awkward Silence. Yeah. It, it was. Now, we've, I mean, listen. Uh, if, especially if you had the bonus content, we got uh, once we launched bonus content, we really started siphoning a lot of the Tobler stuff to bonus because I'm like every fucking story is amazing. So he's got breaking into Mike Tyson's house was in bonus content. Uh, the craziest story was you know when he um, he placed a bet <laughs> a high roller gambling friend of his and then essentially had the scariest football season of his life uh, watching to see if the chargers were going to win. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's one, one is crazier than the next, but I'm just, I'm happy to see that he's still doing well. I, I know that he says he's not living the life that he necessarily thought he would live or wants to live, but he seems like seems to be living it as happily and, uh, you know, the fullest, uh, yeah. I'll put it, I'll put it, uh, I'll put it that way. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we're, we're going to have Brant back. Um, if we can go back in time a little further, I would love to chat with you about the show, the shows, pardon me, the shows, <laughs> prior to Brant coming on. Now, I'm referring, of course, to the, uh, to the live uh, Circa Millions draft show that we did, which, by the way, I actually thought was a very good idea. And before I even get into this, I want to preface this by saying, I love Spoon. <laughs> a dude, love him. In uh, a ride or die for this show forever has it tattooed on his fucking calf. So I will ride for 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 Spoon. Ever. That being said, Spoon, you're gonna get shit on a little bit today because that last show was crazy. So he pitched the idea of why don't we do a live draft? Right? You know, we have these two teams, you and Phobes, captains. You know, and then we have these people. You draft them on. Loved it. Great idea. 100% on board. Let's do it. And then he says, hey, I had this idea that kind of like, you know, before the NFL draft, Mel Kuyper Jr. comes on. He'll do like a breakdown of like who's on the board and blah, blah, you know. And I'm like, yeah, dude, sure, whatever. You, you can do that. And if you recall, Tony, we were supposed to do it the week prior, but I had a bad stomach bug. I had to literally cancel like 30 minutes before. And he was relieved he's like, I actually needed a little bit more time to kind of put this together. So this is actually really good news for me. It's going to be really good. You go ahead and say something. I can tell you want to say something. No, no, no. I'll let you tell the story. I I don't want to jump in. There's nothing that I can add at this point that. So I I do. So, you know, kind of going into it and and the way we envisioned it. Well, and I, I don't like to go too inside baseball behind the scenes, but this. No, you really go inside baseball with with me. I, I don't know what's happening half the time. Oh yeah, that's that's the best part of the story that I can't wait to get your take on is I really left you in the complete dark on this. So anyway, the way I thought this was going to go was we would do this show like normal. And then like before we started the draft, I was going to turn it over to to Spoon and he was going to do like his little breakdown of like, yeah, he's who here's who's on the board, blah 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 blah. blah. And um and then I realized, okay, he wants this to be more of a bit. Right. Like he's like, I want to do like a little bit of roasting of everybody. And he asked me, he's like, hey, you have any like thoughts of like things I could say for this person or this person? I didn't give him any. I just want to go on the record. I didn't give him any. Um, but I, I will say, I, from what I understand, he was also doing this sort of thing because you play poker with him uh, yes. on, on that. Uh, on the So from what I understand, he was also doing this during the poker chat as well. Yes. Some yes. level. He was. He was. He was so fishing he, for information on on you. Yeah. Like, there's anything right. left behind the scenes on you? Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> he's got the show somewhere. He could, he could do the research. But anyway, regardless, he was really kind of going into it. And then, um, as the week unfolded, just started to really get a sense like this dude's going deep with this. Like, this is intense. And when you so say deep, they, it, it's not like this is a guy that's that's really sinking his teeth into this. So I'm probably doing a little bit too much work for the bit. Oh, 
No, this was Kaufman going deep. It was he, 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 and I will also say, I just thought when he said Mel Kuyper Jr., in my head, I'm like, yeah, okay, Spoon is going to do like Mel Kuyper Jr. style breakdown of who the, the players are. I didn't know that he was developing a full-fledged character who would then become his own personality on the Discord who then would argue with the real Spoon. Like, there's some real Andy Kaufman shit happening here. He's either a complete comic genius or having a mental episode that we maybe need to intervene on. So anyway, so he... Uh, so where do you we, sit we start on that actual um, question that you put out there? Is it a... I mean, I'm leaning, I'm leaning one way more than the other, if that's, if that's what you're asking me. I'm leaning more one way than okay. the other. Um, but uh, anyway, so I, uh, so, so, you know, the days get closer. We're one or two days away. And then he says, I was thinking about just pre-taping it. Okay. And I was like, you don't have to do that, man. Just, we'll just do it live. Just do it live. I'm like, fuck it. We'll do it live. And, uh, and then he says, uh, no, cause it's really, it's wrecking my voice. I'm like, it's wrecking your, and that's when I realized, oh, he's doing, he's got a character here. Character sounds different, and then I was like, "Does he do a Mel Kiper Jr. and like who does a fucking Mel Kiper Jr.? This is gonna be amazing." By the way, it is not a Mel Kiper Jr. impression. It's just it's just a voice. It's just a voice. He decided was gonna be this alter ego. All right, so great. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Pre-tape it. Of course, at this point, I know that this becomes your problem. I have not let you know about this. I have not cleared this with you. I'm like, whatever you need to do, bro. You get after it. So, then, so, so then. I'll take up the story on my part because then Spoon says, "When you need this guy?" Because at the time I thought this was. And you don't be- even know what he's talking about. Yeah, and then we sort of had a brief discussion, and he's like, "Oh, it's a pre-recorded bit." And in my mind, I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, Brian will allow maximum five minutes to be pre-recorded, and then we're all going to have to sit through and listen to this bit because we don't edit now; we just do shit live." So, what happens? is Spoon asked me, when do I need it by? And I literally only needed 20 minutes beforehand to shoot it across to uh, the production board that I use. And he's like, oh, that's good because I'm still adding stuff. And I'm thinking, (laughs) I could need an editor. This could run about 15 minutes. This could, how are we meant to do this live? Is Brian going to make me edit? And uh, And now, really quick, let me just interject because there's a payoff here. So he ends up telling me, like, yeah, this thing went about 25 minutes. And I, in my head, I'm like, 25 fucking minutes? Which is a lie. He knew it didn't run 25 minutes, by the way. Like, like this, you're only introducing, whatever, what is it, 10 people? Like, how could it possibly go 25 (laughs) minutes? Right? So, anyway, so I let you know. I let you know what's happening. You're not happy about it, but you're like, fine, all right, I guess we'll, I'll find a way to splice this in. We get on the show with with Spoon. And Spoon. His voice Virginia. is, yeah, and he's wrecked. So we, and we just decided that's why it sounded a little bit weird at the yeah. very beginning because we didn't know. We thought it was a 25-minute pre-taped bit. At, at this point, so when like, we recorded the original show, yes. we thought it was a 25-minute bit. Correct. So that's why I'm like, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, turn it over to Spoon Inc. Kuiper Jr. Because in our minds, we do that intro, you splice in the 25-minute bit, we pick it up, do the draft, you know, Vegas News, get the fuck out. Okay? Yeah. So that's that's where we left. So that's the show that in, that was not Spoon Inc. Kuiper Jr. What you heard. The live draft. Because that, that's exactly what we did. And... At the moment that we did that, we thought the 25-minute bit. Okay, so we – let's say one more part, and then I want you to take it from your perspective because it's glorious. So we stop, and, um, <laughs> and we, we wrap it up, and I go to text you the show notes like I normally do. And, uh, and then I, uh, I, f- I think I went downstairs. I think maybe I left my phone upstairs. Whatever. I was kind of offline yeah. for, for about an hour or so. I come back up a series. First of all, like missed calls from you. Yeah. And then you're like, can you, can you get on Discord right now, please? 
And I'm like, what the fuck is... I'm like, not really, no. What's going on, man? And you're like, this thing that he sent over is an hour and 15 minutes long. And I'm like, no. Obviously, that's a fucking mistake, Tony. He must have sent it to you, like, maybe three versions or something. Something fucked up. It's not... The bit is not an hour and 15 minutes long, for sure. I text Spoon. Like, hey, bro... I think you just might have made a mistake with the file you sent to Tony. If you could just send it again. He's claiming that the one is, it's like over an hour. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, dude. Like, I uh, I guess I just kind of lost track of how much material I had. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> so, Tony, I now want to turn it over to you, who, once again, I cannot stress enough, did not know that I had, first you're like, did you approve this? That's <laughs> yeah. one of the things that you, did you approve? I'm like, I don't know. Do I approve things? I don't think I, so, so I want to turn it over to you. Take it from when you received this file and and what your thought process was. So Spoon sent me a link on iCloud and it was it was about the right amount of um, megabytes or storage that you would consider for a I don't know forty minute bit. And I was thinking maybe he recorded in stereo. Maybe that's why it's a bit longer than um, and a bit larger than what we were planning. I open it up, and it opens straight up to 76 minutes. 76 minutes have burned into my brain now. For whatever reason, I cannot get that number out of my head. And so first thing I do is I take a listen to see whether it's fucked up. Because we have in the past, this is way back in the early days of um, podcasting, when things used to be in different file formats, sometimes stuff played back at half speed or three-quarter speed, thinking... Maybe this is three-quarter speed. Start playing it. Spoon sounds relatively normal. As, is, as we said, he's, he's doing a voice, a really husky voice, putting a lot of vocal fry into his voice. Yes, and yeah. turns out it's, it's flawless. So I zoom out on the recording. Um, are there any big gaps? Did he, like, forget to take out half an hour of silence? Right. That was my next thought. Because he didn't put this thing together live. So my thought process was maybe he left something in that he shouldn't. Even when he's talking, let's let's scrub through this thing to see whether he has recorded the same bit eight times. Because some people that do voiceover work and character work, they like to get their performance right. They like to, to record it two or three times. Maybe he sent me it's both not. versions of it. Nope, it's different start to finish. At this point, I contact Spoon, and I said, Spoon, why is it 76 minutes? He's like, there's no way it's 76 minutes. It's, it's 30, 35 hundred seconds or something, and he had it in seconds. And I'm like, Spoon, I, I'm telling you, this, this is 76 minutes. He said, just cut it halfway through. Just cut it at 38 minutes. So I went to the 38-minute mark. I, I listened two minutes either side. I said, Spoon, you can't cut it there. You're in the middle of somebody's rant. You're just cutting the show in half. And at this point, this is the point that I'm trying to message you to say, what do we do? Do we put this in the show? Do we make it a huge show? Do we just tell people to jump to, to pass this if they don't want to listen to it? Don't get me wrong. Spoon people loved it. I'm not having a go, but I'm just saying it's perhaps not for everybody. Um, but at this point, he sends me a screenshot and I realise what's gone wrong. Okay, so um, GarageBand doesn't have minutes and seconds. It has bars. You know, the musical um, term bars. And he's got his tempo set to 120. And it's set to 4-4 four, four time. So that means whatever number he's got up there is exactly half the length of seconds that he's got. So he actually had... 7,600 and whatever. I forget what it worked out to, but it was actually double what he thought he had recorded. And here's the interesting part. Like, he really thought that he had done, like, a 35-minute thing. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm a guy who's talked a lot. And uh, there's – I have run the light. I have done podcasts that, uh, you know, I intended to be an hour and ended up no. being a longer. I have never in my life spoken – 45 minutes longer than I thought I had. 
he really thought he did 35 minutes and did an hour and 15. And also, first of all, I've been doing stand-up for 22 years on and on. You told me right now, we need you to put together one hour and 15 minutes set. Okay? I could do it. That would be a fucking stressful endeavor, and it would take more than one week. Yep. This dude just fuck. I mean, he managed to... At no, Every single thing that he thought of <laughs> that somebody else suggested made it in. Yes. There were no cuts. <laughs> there were no cuts. Well, we can ask I mean, him if there were cuts. I want to see what hit the We're going to talk, well, of course, we're going to talk to him at the end of the month, and I plan on just, uh, asking him about it now that, now that we know kind of where we were. But I just, I, there's so much about this story that is unbelievable <laughs> to me. Well, he wrecked his voice. Like, he caused himself injury, first of all. Second of all, did one and a half times longer than in his head he thought he had done. Um, which was already just, double the length that he promised which you. Which was already that what we was, thought was going to be. And that was four times longer than I thought it was going to be. So <laughs> you can imagine when I see 76 minutes, I'm freaking you out. I'm like, out. what do we do? Because I don't want to put people through something that, <laughs> that may not interest Might, Yeah, them. listen... It was, but everybody loved it. But, you know, it was, uh, what you ended up doing, I think, was the right thing to do. Because essentially we had two full shows. Yep. Putting, just crowbarring it into the show we did would have been a disaster. You made the 100% right call not doing that. So you basically just put them both out and you're just like, hey, everybody, I don't know. figure Figure it out out. see what you make of it there was almost no no information was given not that most of our listeners aren't even on discord anyway so they probably just saw two shows and were just trying to wrap their head around what exactly is it and by the way more than one person wrote what exactly am i listening to that was a comment more than one person wrote and again if you're getting this out of context because we just went on the fly and we've been doing this too long for you to spend time <laughs> doing any any additional work that would be helpful. <laughs> uh, and I even told you when I did get back online, I'm like, hey, man, just hold it for a day and maybe we can just jump on and do like you're like, no, I just put it out. I'm like, fuck it. OK, let's <laughs> you might. It's already out. I'm like, uh, like, listen, yeah, I made a call. You made a call. Everybody made a call. Uh, anyway, it was uh, it, was it ended up being one of those things that I'm glad happened because it's just one of those great like moments in TAI history where uh, you know something is kind of like wacky and disorganized, but it ends up being and maybe maybe not everybody likes it, but it ends up being the thing we talk about for like the next three years. Yes, that's what it ends up. That's what we ended up getting, and that's what you want. So I'm not mad at it. That's why I, I wanted to preface it by saying I'm not trying to bag on you uh, for 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 you know. The thought, it's every, it's just the way things unfolded was so unbelievably hilarious in hindsight and in the moment. For me, I mean, I was, you on the other hand, almost had a fucking heart attack. Well, I just can't believe you buried the leg. You you said several people came back and said, what the fuck did I just listen to? Who was the first person that came back and said, what the fuck did I just listen to? Was it Rando? It was Rando. Yeah, it was Rando, yeah. And and he was just like, I've never felt more left out of something. I'm like, really? How about society as a whole? Um, it was it was very, yeah, that was great. And I, I don't blame him. He's not a football guy. He, again, there was no context, so it was confusing. But, yeah, the fact that Rando jumps in and he's just like, That's well, what I this mean. is too out there. This is too out there <laughs> for you? Okay. Um, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was great. Now, was if Spoon is doing an absurdist like comedy bit, and he comes back to us in two or three years because he's got to run long on this. If if this is a is if this is a bit that he's doing, um, how much problem will you give sure. him? Agreed. Because I mean, I I will change I will change my tune a million. For, I'll do a three sixty on or a one eighty on that motherfucker. I will be like, you know what? You're, same thing. Listen. Andy Kaufman, bringing back that, he bored a lot of people too, confused a lot of people too, right? People go <laughs> to pay to see him in a theater and he, thing. and he reads, you know, fucking, you know, War and Peace or whatever he read uh, in front of all those people at a theater of people that paid to see him. And uh, then you, you delve a little deeper and you're like, oh, I see. I see what he was doing. Like, 
just I, I really don't necessarily think that's what's happening. But even but if he it would, if, even if, if he was, does, if he was. The courage it takes, regardless, is just something that I don't have the cojones for. And I don't think you do to talk for 76 minutes into a vacuum with no feedback. At least you and I, when a bomb, when a joke bombs, mainly on my side, I get feedback from you straight away. You're like, cut it out. Sure. That was shit. <laughs> That's right. Gotcha. I'll stay course, quiet so, for five minutes. Just, I, like I said, I, I, as, a, as a guy who has, has written material and, and put sets and stuff together the fact that he with confidence an hour 15 and he's like i'm running with all of it and in his mind it was like running so smoothly he's like nah, i might have i might have gone 35 on that i was shooting for 25 might have gone 35 <laughs> no 76 bro I, I i can't i can't imagine it like i was just there is uh, impressed is actually kind of the right word i'm still impressed if it's not a long con, I'm still impressed because it's just not easy to do. That is a long time to talk. And, uh, well, oh. I'm sorry. I'm just reading more and more into the Andy Kaufman bit. Spoonie Kuiper Jr. is Spoon's Tony Clifton, regardless of whether he meant it or not. Yeah. Who takes over when Spoon, if his gambling goes wrong, um, who takes over the role? Oof. I mean, that's a great question. Maybe, I mean, maybe if that eighty-year-old lady survives him, which I doubt she will, but I mean, Ooh, I, I could see her I showing up. I have some goss there too. Um, I don't mean to speak out of t- in Spoon, but uh, Spoon actually mentioned that he was on a podcast and that he mentioned that he was living with this woman to this woman, and he was <laughs> violently afraid at last week's poker game that she may. Um, actually not have short-term memory loss and forgotten about it and may look up the podcast on what he said. I mean, if she does and she likes it, if, you, if you're hearing this now, I would love to have you on this program. And I'll show you how to do it. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, I, I, I doubt she will. I mean, yeah. listen, she sounds like she's a very savvy lady yeah. and everything, but th- that would be, to, to find, first of all, to find the podcast. Second of all, to be able to get to his episode, I mean that would be that would be ridiculous. But if she did, oh yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to have her on. Absolutely. Well, the thing is now with uh, Spoonie Kuiper Junior, I think that was the ruse to make sure she listens to seventy four minutes of that and doesn't delve back into the archives. That's just my that view. Is actually genius. If yeah. that if that was the move, that's fucking smart too. Four day uh, chess. Anyway, the, the point, the point, the point is whether whether you listened to it and you loved it, whether you listened to it and were you confused or you hated it, or whether you listened to three seconds and said, "I don't know what the fuck this is. I'm going to try that other episode." Whatever you did, uh, there was a level of work that went into it that cannot be denied. You can love it or hate it; it doesn't matter. Yep, I have never done that much work on one episode of this in Iowa, past, present, or future. I can promise yep. you. Um, it, it, it was that is commendable. Yeah, uh, is. this is a guy who fucking cared about it. Like he worked hard because he wanted it to be great, and uh, and and he and 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 when I say he put in the work, he fucking put in the work. I don't know that this guy did much of anything else. No, in that past week because I was getting check-ins a few times a day about it. Like he really gave a shit about it and tried incredibly hard, uh, and uh, and I I I am incredibly appreciative to him. Yeah, there were probably a couple of UPS workers that had heat stroke because he didn't get his seats out in time because he was doing research. for the To the US Postal Service Union, I'm sorry, it wasn't our fault. We didn't know he wasn't going to live up to his bargain and deliver the seats that he promised. Again, not our fault. Don't sue us. Uh, anyway, all right, so that's it. That's all I wanted to say about our, uh, our last two episodes. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you enjoy every episode, and I also assume you didn't, which is what I also assume about every episode. So now, nothing changed. I was going to say, often a lot of these new shows have been similar in some regards, and people have enjoyed that. But when you look back at the catalogue of This Ain't Iowa and how it used to swing from show to show, that was back to the old days. I'm not going to say good old days, but when you came from a Troy show 
to a Tony show. They were very different experiences. Sandwiched in the middle of a phobe show, you've got two people that didn't want to be there. You've got me who was just hungry for attention and friendship and who was not particularly funny. It was a weird dynamic and every show was, you never knew what you were going to get. Uh, you can talk about the swing from a Tony show, a Troy show to a Tony show. We don't even need to get into the swing of a Troy show to another Troy show. I mean, that was, that was, that was Bohunk, right? That's why you had to listen to a Troy Bohunk, Bohunk episode. I mean, sometimes he'd get on and he was just like full That's energy and had a great story. Sometimes he'd get on and he was drunk. And then sometimes he'd get on and it was just like no energy, didn't want to do the show. I, he felt like I was making him do it. And fair enough, I was probably making him do it. <laughs> Um, and uh, so it, it was just like you never knew. I mean, there were there were at least I don't know a couple dozen episodes where I'd be like, uh, "All right, Oof. Troy, so what's uh, what's going on, man? How's uh, how's the week?" And then he'd just be like, uh, "And I'm just like, fuck. All right, well, we're not even three minutes in, and this episode might be uh, in the garbage." And then you know what? Sometimes uh, you know uh, you'd mine a little bit, and you'd hit a, hit a vein that that you know tickled him, and it would end yep. up being tremendous. And sometimes. It was just me, you know, just fucking breaking my back trying to get anything going. Nothing does end up getting going, and it ends up being kind of boring. Uh, but and that's what you fucking shows on. There weren't so many options back then, so you were you would listen to it. What are we gonna do? You didn't have a hundred podcasts yeah. in your queue waiting to listen. Well, it's even worse now. We talk about the landscape of podcasts, but could we have launched this at a worse time? It's almost like. Being a stand-up comic and moving to 9-11 two days before it happened. With the writer's strike now, everybody, every writer's got their own podcast. Every late-night host has a joint podcast together. You've got a... No, it's a, it's a disaster. Yeah, it's a, it really is. And it goes to the quality of our listeners or the degeneracy of our listeners that they're still clinging on listening to our stuff. And Rando, I know you felt like an outsider... I hope this show makes you feel like an insider, like you've been seen. We we all were bamboozled in our own way with the last couple of shows, just the genius of Tobler and the genius of Spoon. Different kinds of geniuses. Yes. Uh, uh, no, you're, you're, you're a million percent right. I am so thankful. I mean, the only reason we decided to, to do this relaunch is because there were still so, like, it... it it touched a handful of people so deeply that eight to ten years later, I still would hear about it from people, and people would still reach out to me, and I still had you know relationships, either you know in person relationships or virtual relationships with with people that were involved, and it it kind of gave me the thought like you know what, life is different. Maybe maybe this will interest them. Maybe they'll be mad because it's not a degenerate. We're no longer embracing our inner degenerates anymore. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's worth a shot. And I am, I am, I am incredibly thankful that uh, so many people have stuck with us. So many people have spread the word. So many people are participating. It's not the same. And I'm okay with that, by the way. Yeah. Like I said, if, if there's one thing this time away has taught me is like, I, I, I am not uh, tying all of my self-worth into a podcast anymore. Probably why this isn't as entertaining as it was back then. But uh, the, the, the overall point is, like, I am incredibly thankful. I want to keep doing this. I think we are trying. I think we are just starting to find ways. So much of it was just catching up, you know what I mean, yep. and, and reminiscing and, and seeing. But I think we're just kind of starting to find our way into what this next chapter could be, and I'm very interested in that. So yep. I'm going to be around for a little work, while longer. More clips, more keeping me in the dark. Oh. Sounds like it's going to be bliss. It's great. It's a lot of surprising Tony with uh, with with work <laughs> that he was not intending to do. No, this time um, round, I made it clear that this time round, I was done editing. I'm done editing podcasts. I don't give a fuck about the quality. People didn't care about the quality other than me. Um, that's why you get Phobes' audio the way it is, because if you want to be tech support for Phobes, you go ahead. I'm looking at you, Y2K. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so either, buddy. Um, so you get what you get with our show. You get the occasional crackle with Brant. You get um, outstanding audio with Spoonie Kuiper Jr. You Yeah, not, by the way, best audio. <laughs> Of the relaunch was that hour fifteen. Like we can't just we can't just pretend that's not true. <laughs> uh, 
says a lot of where we're at. Hey, but I wouldn't change it. I'm having a blast doing this. Hey, we where else could you be having a white Russian at 11.30 in the morning <laughs> eating a bicky on air? Because you talk for long enough, I can mute myself and eat this dry-ass biscuit that isn't that delicious in the end. So dry, even with a white Russian. So dry. Oh. Dry-ass biscuits. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, you know, your, your partner, uh, Griff is, uh, is going to be there, uh, in, uh, a little over a month, I guess. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm putting in a request for him and you need to help with this. I want some snacks. You, when you, last time you came, which was obviously quite some time ago, you would always bring some snacks or it'd be Tim Tams and stuff like that. Yep. Great. But I want some, I want some, uh, I want some. I want some weird snacks that uh, uh, that I can't necessarily get over here. Well, I've already got a couple of things tucked away. Now, whether he's going to eat them during his trip, I may encourage him to hang on and try and get them through customs. But I think I might have bought over Twisties. Now, Twisties a lot. The cheese flavour is essentially like a Cheeto, like a proper Cheeto, the rough Cheeto um, that y- you get, cheese flavoured. But we have a chicken version of that, which is delicious. But they See, that's what I'm talking about. You have a lot of you have a lot of chips. Yep, taste like meats. You have prawn chips. We don't have prawn chips. No, out that's here. English. We don't do the prawn chips. You confuse. You don't me have like with... the the like. I thought you guys had prawn chips. All right, I'm not saying it, and I'm not against have. it. But just this is a meat pie chip. Yeah. Bring, uh, As somebody that ate, ate stock cubes growing up, you would enjoy this because it's like uh, <laughs> beef bouillon on a chip. How good is that? Right. But sounds actually pretty good. This special edition twisty blew my mind because you know Cheetos they're they're savoury, so you can get that in your mind. But this was a donut king cinnamon donut flavoured twisty. Okay, listening. Um, and it was a sweet Cheeto, cinnamon flavoured, sugar. Oh boy, it was delicious. It should have been gross, right. <clears throat> but I was a big fan of it. Wait, but there's not cheese though, right? It's just no, the cinnamon sugar. Just the cinnamon sugar on a okay, Cheeto fine. shape. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I could I could get into that. Sounds like a like a some kind of like a churro flavored chip. I could I could fuck with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the point is, you know, start start looking for some of your more uh, interesting and unique items, yep, which you got, might not even think are interesting and unique. But well, we've got Red Rooster burger chips. So he's getting some of those. They're already in his pack. Um, some um, any chili any honey. chip any any chip that is reminiscent of a meat dish. <laughs> I would like to try. Okay, well they're in my back room at the moment. You'll be able to taste them uh, the end of October. I think that's right. when he's back in the states. November, 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 November. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's more than. Six weeks away. It's going to be a few months. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fine. We've got time. We can get I, some I, more limited edition wait. shit. Um, have to look at the, the chocolate as well because we have some good chocolate. Much like, much like Spoon, you have just been told you have been given more time for this project. So yep. I really expect you to use that time. <laughs> you know what happens? Get into the minutia, baby. Get into the nitty gritty. I go down the supermarket chip aisle and I think, are there any limited edition flavours? And I look, and that's all I do. And if there is, I pick them up. I might pick up two packs in the case of the Donut King and, and check them out. And it's especially good when they're on clearance. But, um, yeah, we, we don't have as many flavours as the British. or We didn't focus, for whatever reason, on chicken flavour. There's, like, chicken salt. I'll get you some chicken salt. You can put that on your fries. So if you get a fry that's under season, throw some chicken salt on it. It doesn't taste like chicken at all. It's full of MSG. It is delightful. Okay. Good. I look forward to doubling my, uh, my blood pressure uh, medicine. Yeah. Um, um, and this is the thing that uh, Griff and I were talking about. Apparently the pie man, he does a few other Australian delicacies. So we may have to back-to-back it with some meat pies and some lamingtons from the Thunder from Down Under Pastry King. I just want him to order again so that uh, in- incredibly uh, uh, sexy male stripper has to show back up to his house and freak him out that he's going to lose his wife to him. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, 
those of us, uh, yeah, for those of us who know anything about uh, being with someone out of your league, you are constantly in fear <laughs> of them seeing somebody that's too attractive. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, uh, that, that's always a dicey proposition. Uh, anyway, all right, listen, I, uh, I think that's all I kind of had to talk about. If you have anything else, we have some time, I'll allow it. Otherwise, I'll just send you my pre-tape bit in a few, and we can get that in there. It is a little longer than I thought. <laughs> You'll allow it. I like how I'm allowed to do things, yet you just give Spoon fucking free reign. Spoon's got... No, Spoon has a carte blanche. That's right. He's got a green light. Whatever he wants to do, I told him, just send it to Tony. He'll figure it out. He doesn't need advance notice. Okay. Now, who else has free reign on this podcast. Not saying that they will do something, but is there anybody else? I know he has a tattoo, but is there anybody as a listener that has gone above and beyond that they deserve? Maybe not 76 minutes, 7.6 minutes. I'll say this. I don't know that I would allow anyone else to just send in a pre-tape bit. There's a few, if, if Patch reaches out to me and says he needs to come on the show, I know that whatever is burning inside of him to come out is going to be fantastic. I would absolutely put him on immediately if he reached out and said, I need I need to come on. I'd be like, ooh, someone's going to fucking get it. Let's do it. Well, I, I would I'm put probably him in that due to cop it because oh, about two months ago, I forgot to put Run It Twice on during poker. And boy, have I copped it ever since. You know, when you have the run out and if everybody is all in, you can run it twice. I forgot to mm-hmm. check that button, and we didn't run it twice. And boy, did oh, and he get still, banned. S- yep. Still, st- still hearing about that? Yeah, for $22. <laughs> Unbelievable. Listen, speaking of the poker game, you got to get to your poker game. So uh, let's, uh, let, let's wrap wrap it up. Let me say thank you guys again for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back with Phobes next week. Got a few things I want to talk to Phobes about. He and I were both at the same concert, not together, but I saw that he was at it and I was at it, so we're going to talk about that. Speaking of concerts, there was a shit show at the Ed Sheeran concert that never was out here. Uh, I want to make sure that that's in the Vegas news segment and plus, really? you know, whatever. We'll just... We'll uh, we'll just see uh, we'll just see what's going on. You have to wait. That's a little that's a little taste, a, buddy. Was yeah. it a literal shit show like the um, American Airlines flight that they had to turn around the other day? Did you or, see that or one? burning or oh, burning, burning man, man. Where, the, where where the porta potties flooded? I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll we'll get all that we'll get all that news from. Uh, I know I've said it elsewhere, folks. But couldn't it happen to a nicer group of people? Like Burning Man is just it's like libertarians that think they're survivalists that are just like top 5% earners. They are douchebags. It was so nice to see them fucking fail and flail and eat shit. Anytime, anytime a bunch of people are like wholeheartedly into a lifestyle and then one thing goes slightly wrong with that lifestyle and it becomes a huge problem, I'm for it. Yeah, unless, uh, so, yeah. unless you're a clumper. And then all sympathies to you, because when that goes wrong, it goes wrong in all kinds of ways. Going to jail. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, Listen, that's it, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week with Phobes. Tony, take us out. What do you got? i got nothing, although I haven't thought about bronies and clumpers for a long time. Maybe we need to get them onto the show. You were talking about evolution for the show. And if we can't find a, a brony or a clumper, perhaps we could get Spoon to create a new character that is both a brony and a clumper and a sports handicapper and a TV analyst all in one. Good news. There's a lot of bronies and clumpers. We could have one on immediately if you really wanted to. All right, everybody. That's, uh, that's it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.